Hello and welcome to this week's episode of League Lore and More. Uh, as we already established in weeks prior, or if uh, you have forgotten, we will be beginning our series on the Freljord uh, this week. That is um, spelled F-R-E-I-J-O-R-D, or sorry, F-R-E-L-J-O-R-D, Freljord, not Freyjord. And as we always do with the start of each series, we use whatever we can from our trusty uh, League of Legends Realms of Runeterra official companion. It is a lore book that you can find uh, probably on their website or maybe on Amazon. Uh, I'm not sure uh, exactly where uh, to find it. I think I bought it off of their website. And, yeah, so we will go through kind of all that it has to say in here about the Freljord and try and give us a, uh, maybe, you know, it's going to name drop some characters and uh, give us a, a good opening into what we, uh, what we should be expecting throughout the, this series where there's a lot of characters. We're going to have a lot. A lot of weeks going on um, this journey through the the Freljord. So uh, stick around for all of that. And uh, without further ado, we will get started. The Freljord is a harsh and unforgiving place, where the people are born warriors who must persevere against all odds. Proud and fiercely independent, the tribes of the Freljord are often considered wild, rugged, and uncivilized by their neighbors across Valoran, who do not know the ancient traditions that shaped them. Many thousands of years ago, the alliance between the sisters Avarosa, Cyrilda, and Lysandra was shattered in a war that unknowingly threatened all of Runeterra plunging the northern lands into chaos and near-constant winter. 
Now, only those truly exceptional mortals who seem immune to the ravages of fire or ice are destined, or able, to lead. Despite the best efforts of the Frost Guard, myths and legends still endure. The raiders of the Winter's Claw range further, harrying, harrying the borders of both Demacia and Noxus. Finally, seeking a more peaceful future, the fractious independent tribes and clans have begun to offer their allegiance to Ash, the young queen of the Avarosans. Even so, the portents are grim. War is surely returning to the Freljord, and none can hope to escape it. There are um, several different kind of aspects to the Freljord, um, and different kinda, um, things that are very, very important. Um, things that we've actually already learned about with the uh, the the long story that we read uh, about the Eye and the Abyss. Um, there exist the things called the Frozen Watchers. Deep in the Howling Abyss, ageless and monstrous intelligences rage at the veil between worlds. Long have they observed Runeterra from their prison of true ice, but now, against all reason, that ice has finally begun to melt. This is uh, Valkaz and like the other void creatures that are trapped in the ice. Uh, and then uh, our protagonists in that story went to go check on the things holding the ice in place and making sure everything was all good, and in that case it wasn't. Uh... Corrupting Secrets, the malevolent power of the Watchers, which would be the beings down in the Abyss, and the Abyssal Realm from which they come, has seeped into the true ice around them. The result is dark ice, inky-veined and heavy with inverted elemental power. Though foul beyond mortal description, the ice carries great cultural value for those who know its origin. Uh, in continuing on with the culture of the Freljord, um, there is a sense of ancient magic uh, within those who reside there. And though many of the old songs have been forgotten, some Freljordians still dare to whisper the names of forbidden demigods. Orn who wrought the land, Anivia, who dies and lives anew, or even the Volibear, who cleaves souls from flesh. And by the hearthfire's light, there is no divide between magic and belief that a song cannot bridge. Now, the people of the Freljord are known as the Iceborn, and though a rare phenomenon indeed, the blood of the tribes has been known to carry the power of an ancient and terrible bargain. From mother to child, the Iceborn are stronger, tougher, more resistant to cold, and they alone are capable, with great effort, of wielding weapons of magical, unmelting, true ice. Now we heard that Ash is the leader of the Avarosans, Avarosa being one of the three sisters at the start of the Freljord with Lysandra and Sorilda. I have mentioned in previous podcasts that Ash uses Avarosa's bow. Sorilda's grudge is an item in the game, and then Lysandra is a character in the game. So all three have representation in some form. 
uh, Everos's legacy, while little is known for sure about the three sisters who first conquered the Wild North, it is the name of Everosa that is most often invoked. In these times of darkness and in uncertainty, her palace of true ice and her battles with foes beneath the earth and beyond the stars are an inspiration to all now united in her name. Those who hope and pray she will fulfill her promise to return and unite all the tribes once more. The Everosan tribe is commanded by their ice-born war mother, Ash, stoic, intelligent, and idealistic, yet uncomfortable with her role as leader, she taps into the ancestral magics of her lineage to wield a bow of true ice. With her people's belief that she is the reincarnation of Avarosa herself, Ash hopes to unify the Freljord once more by retaking their ancient tribal lands. Now, the Avarosians are not the only groups among the Freljord, obviously, since people are warring with each other. Um, there is a thing known as the Winter's Claw. And Sejuani, another character in the game, is the brutal, unforgiving war mother of the Winter's Claw, one of the most feared tribes of the Freljord. Her people's survival is a constant battle against the elements, forcing them to raid in order to withstand the harsh winters. Sejuani herself spearheads the most dangerous of these attacks from the saddle of her Druvask, using a true ice flail to freeze and shatter her enemies. A Druvask, Druvask is a boar-like creature that Sejuani uh, rides into battle, a massive boar at that. And the winter is harsh, and the land is harsh, and death stalks the ice in a thousand geises, some with fangs, some with blades, some bringing numbing frostbite, and others bitter starvation. To survive is to fight every death, crush every threat, steal every advantage. Each new dawn brings a choice to the winter's claw. Do whatever it takes to survive or die. To the winter's claw, that is no choice at all. And uh, we also have already met a different group of people in the Freljord known as the Frost Guard. Our three characters in the, uh, the story, the Eye and the Abyss, um, were members of the Frost Guard. And many among the Frost Guard believe their reclusive leader, Lysandra, is a living saint, bringing healing and wisdom to the tribes of the Freljord. The truth is perhaps more sinister, as she uses her elemental magic to twist the power of true ice into something dark and terrible, entombing or impaling any who would reveal her deepest secrets. Most of the Freljord's cultural history is passed on in a rich oral tradition, though this was not always the case. With her seemingly benevolent frost priests ex accepted in most of the tribes, Lysandra has long sought to purge certain uncomfortable details from the oldest tales, separating the legendary past from a bleak and austere present. Only time will tell if the frost guard themselves can continue to deny the truth, which, when they are eventually confronted by the horrors that lie hidden beneath their feet, Um, so that, that, that's kind of a, a nice entry point into the, into the Freljord and 
kind of the groups, the different factions that we have within uh, Sichuanese Winter's Claw, Ash trying to unify everyone as the leader of the Avarosans and potentially Avarosa herself reincarnated, and then Lysandra's Frost Guard as she kind of seeks to plant people here and there to um, undermine and allow her to seek her own ambitions and her own um, mischievous ways, I guess. Now we will um, read another story by our guy Anthony Reynolds, who wrote the uh, the last one that was so very, very long. Um, so we will have yet another uh, glimpse into life in the Freljord and... Um, Uh, kind of give us a, a launch pad into, into our first character, which will be next week. This story is called A Good Day. Vrina gritted her teeth to stop them from chattering and forced herself on, trudging through the thick snow. The wind whipped at her, ice and snow stinging her face, but she did not shy from it. She would not show weakness in front of her, the others. Her clan was part of the winter's claw and could endure anything the frozen north threw at her. The dark sky was lightning in the east was lightning in the east behind them as it grew nearer to midday. It was midwinter, and the sun could, would barely make it over the horizon before it retreated again. Further north, it wouldn't rise at all. There were five of them on this hunt. The three cousins were with Verena, Holgar, Shiverbones, and Ryler. Spread a ways off to the right, while the fifth scouted ahead unseen. There's nothing out here, muttered Halgar, the closest of the others. This is a waste of time. We're all going to starve. The tribe should have turned south months ago. Freena rolled her eyes. Had they been feasting with all the food and mead they could desire, Halgar would have found something to complain about. Still your tongue, cousin, snarled Shiverbones, or I'll still it with my blade. Halgar scowled, but didn't say anything further. The hard-eyed leader of the hunt, Shiverbones, was not given to idle threats, nor known for his patience. Freena prayed to the gods Halgar was wrong, but she felt it in her bones that today would be another hard day. It had been more than a month since there had been a successful hunt, and the salted res reserves meant to last the whole winter had run out weeks ago. There had been a minor respite after they ambushed a Stormcrow war party far beyond their usual hunting grounds, but the food their enemies had been carrying didn't go far. The tribe was starving. They continued on, unspeaking, the only sound the crunch of snow underfoot. Vrina used her spear like a walking staff, stabbing deep into the snow with each step. Her bow was slung across her shoulders, her arrows at her hip. Not that there had been any opportunity to use them yet. They were four hours out from camp and had seen no sign of prey. Her stomach growled. It had been days since she'd eaten anything more substantial than weak bone broth, but she did her best to ignore it. The wind was picking up, and Vrina pulled her fur-lined cloak 
in tight as she walked. A buffer in the clouds thickened, slowly obscuring the stars and making the day darker even as they approached the midday dawn. Despair began to claw at her, insidious and subtle. Doubts wormed their way into her mind, whispering to her, We're all going to die out here, frozen and alone, they, they said. Freena shook her head to dislodge them. Before her, shadowy, jagged rock formations rose in clumps from the snowpack like giant frostbitten fingers. Out this far, there were no trees, no signs of life. It was a desolate, frozen wasteland extending forever in every direction. Occasionally, far to the north, lightning flickered. Time seemed to slow as they advanced across the icy tundra. Minutes blurring into hours, Vrina's whole existence became focused on simply keeping moving, one foot in front of the other, her senses dulled by hunger and tiredness. Lost in this fugue, fugue state, Vrina took half a second to, to react when a figure loomed out of the darkness, appearing suddenly right in front of her. She jolted in shock, taking a step back and scrabbling to ready her spear before realizing it was Sigrun, Ice Runner, their scout. Ice Runner had been standing within a cluster of rocks, utterly motionless, her mottled pale cloak drawn close. It had only been when she had stepped into Verena's path less than a dozen paces ahead that she'd become visible. Ice Runner's tightly braided hair had long gone to silver, and her face was well-worn, with deep crevices to either side of her eyes, from many years of squinting against the frozen glare. Though she was one of the oldest living members of her clan, perhaps even the entire Winter's Claw, she still had a fierce vitality about her, and there were few who could withstand her withering gaze. Even the War Mother's blood-sworn were cowed before her, unblinking appraisal. Tall and wolf-lean, she looked at Vrina with iron-hard eyes. "'You sleepwalking, unscarred?' said Ice Runner. "'If I were an enemy, you'd be dead.' Vrina cursed under her breath and looked down, cheeks reddening. Ice Runner's eyes still reminded her of the raid. After all this time. Halgar, Shiverbones, and Rylar clenched over to join them. One glance at Halgar's smirking face told her they had heard Ice Runner's rebuke. Jump like a scared snow rabbit, unscarred, Halgar said. You wet yourself, too? You didn't see me either, Halgar, snapped Ice Runner, turning on him. I just expect more of her. The tribesman grinned back through his icy beard. No one ever sees you, Ice Runner. You found something? asked Shiverbones. Ice Runner stared down Halgar for a moment, just long enough for his grin to falter and for him to look away before she turned to the leader of the hunt with a nod. Tracks, half a league ahead, she said, just over the rise heading northwest. Elnook, said Rylor. The expression behind the not-work tattoos covering his face was serious as ever. Vrenna wasn't sure he was even capable of smiling. Ice Runner shook her head, the ghost of excitement in her voice. Thunderhorn, big one, too. Vrenna's eyes widened and Rylor murmured in appreciation. Even Halgar had nothing negative to say that. How far, said Chiverbones. Tracks are fairly recent, said Ice Runner. I'd say it came through here a couple of hours ago. Vrenna's exhaustion was suddenly forgotten. Even a young Thunderhorn would feed the whole clan for a month or more. Her mouth began to water in anticipation. The party looked to Shiverbones to make the call. The long-haired hunter held his totemic bone necklaces for a moment, cocking his head to one side as if listening to voices no other could hear. Many of his bone fetishes were carved in the likeness of gods and spirits of the north, 
and Vrina wondered if, if it was they that spoke to him. Some of those gods she recognized, the Ice Phoenix and the Seal Sister among them, while others she did not, much as a ram, such as a ram holding a hammer and a two-headed raven. Shiverbones held the totems close, staring up at the sky. There was an ugly scrawl of clouds overhead, and the winds were beginning to howl more fiercely. It was nearing noon, but this was the darkest it had been all day. Nevertheless, a thunderhorn was a prize that could not be ignored. Shiverbones gave his totems a shake, making them rattle, then opened his hand to look upon them. Two hours in front, said Shiverbones, glancing at Ice Runner. Maybe less. Shiverbones nodded, thinking, We give chase, he said, eliciting a sage nod from Rylor and a savage whoop from Halgar. But we have to move fast. The storm looks bad. Think you can keep up, Unscarred? said Helgar. Farina glared at him. I won't slow us down, she said. We wouldn't wait for you if you did, he snarled in reply. You'd be left to die, and then the clan would be stronger for it. I won't slow us, Farina said, clenching her fists. Helgar smirked and walked away. Farina felt eyes on her and turned to see Ice Runner nearby. She'd clearly watched the exchange, and Farina reddened. Her shame redoubled. It was my youngest who first called you unscarred, wasn't it? Ice Runner said, her voice softer than before. Hrolier. Farina nodded. It was, she said. I miss him, said Ice Runner. Farina looked up at the older woman. Ice Runner's expression was somber. I do too, Farina said. When Halgar called her unscarred, it was as an insult, as one unproven in the eyes of the tribe yet to have faced an enemy with axe or blade. But when Hrolier used to say it, it had made Vrina laugh. He was Ice Runner's youngest son and only a year older than Vrina. He'd been just as untested as she. That was why they both found it so funny. Ah, but I bear the mark of a blooded reaver, he had declared, gesturing proudly to the jagged scar on his left cheek. That all who look upon me know the true meaning of fear. The true meaning of clumsiness, more like, Vrina said, had said, laughing. It had been midsummer, the two of them just children. The scar Hrolier boasted about had been made when he tripped running to a feast the week before and hit his head on a stone. Not exactly the tale of a mighty hero, and they both knew it, their own private joke. The ambush came that winter, storm crows driven by hunger and age-old rivalry. Most of the tribe's warriors were out raiding or hunting at the time. It had been a massacre. Frina's mother had hidden her beneath a stack of furs, then killed three reavers before she was taken down by an arrow in the neck. Frina lost her sister in that raid as well, leaving her without any family. Numb, tears running down her face, she had stumbled away from her tent. That was when she had found Hrolier, lying on his back in the snow, a spear through his chest. Frina had been kneeling beside him when Ice Runner and the others returned, drawn by the smoke of the burning camp. Ice Runner shed no tears for her son, though Hrolier had been the last of her children. She had never borne a daughter, and her other sons were dead, lost to raids and sickness. Ice Runner's bloodline would end with her. A war party had been gathered for reprisal, and faces smeared with blood and ash. Vrinoa had wanted to go with them. The desire for retribution was strong, but she was too young. Ice Runner placed a hand upon Vrina's shoulder. Your mother was a fine warrior, Ice Runner had said. A true daughter of winter, and I know my son was your friend. Our kin are in a better place now. We'll see them again one day soon, and we'll hunt with them across the endless ice plains beyond. 
Then Ice Runner had melted into the darkness with the others and was gone. They had returned a day later, having exacted a bloody toll of vengeance upon the storm crows. Ice Runner had nodded to Vrina, but no more words were spoken between them until today. Time to hunt, ordered Shiverbones, breaking Vrina from her painful memories. Ice Runner nodded to Vrina, both their hearts clearly in the same place. Both of them had lost everything that day, everything except for the tribe. The five hunters loped into the darkness, moving like a wolf pack. Ice Runner took the lead, ranging out in front, while Vrina, as the youngest and least experienced of them, ran in the middle with Halgar and Rylar to either side. As the leader, Shiverbones stayed at the back, ensuring no one fell behind and ever watchful for an attack. Ice Runner set a punishing pace. Vrina was pleased to see she was not the only one breathing hard. Even Stoke Ryler struggled to match their scout, who seemed to run without tiring. The Thunderhorn tracks led them on. Vrina marveled at their size. Each was over two handspans in width and almost as deep. This beast seemed content plowing straight through some of the larger snowdrifts in its path without slowing. It truly must be massive. Fast, too. The hunters were gaining ground on it, but not at a rate anything seemed, anyone seemed happy about. Snow began to fall, making Halgar swear. Vrina didn't need to ask why. Not only did fresh snow make running more difficult, even Ice Runner would have trouble tracking the Thunderhorn if it came down heavy enough. The hunters picked up the pace, pushing themselves harder in the hopes of catching up to the great beast, before the incoming storm obscured its passage completely. The wind was howling, whipping across the open tundra in bitingly cold waves. Vrina was sweating dangerously from exertion beneath her leathers and furs, but her face was freezing and ice clung to her eyebrows and lashes. Halgar's beard was frozen solid. If they stopped out here where there was no cover, exposed to this killing wind, they would not last long. They continued on, but the storm was worsening. Still, Ice Runner led them unerringly onward, though how she could discern where they were now going was a skill beyond Vrina's understanding. It had become almost impossible to see more than a few paces in front. Vrina could no longer see any sign of their quarry's tracks. She had lost sight of Ice Runner completely and could only just see Halgar and Rylor to either side of her. Lightning flickered, its thunder now close enough to hear. A hand clamped down on her shoulder from behind. She gave a yelp of surprise, though thankfully that noise was lost in the gale. It was Shiverbones, the sweeping horns of his mustache hanging like icicles around his blue-tinged lips. Vrena came to a halt, and Halgar and Ryler closed in to join them. A moment later, the silhouette of Ice Runner appeared, stalking out of the storm like an ice wreath. What's the holdup? Ice Runner shouted over the wind. See the flashes in the heavens? Shiverbones shouted back, shaking one of his totems. The storm lord rages. I can still track the beast, shouted Ice Runner. We are closing in. Vrena didn't doubt Ice Runner, even though the tracks the hunters themselves had just made were almost completely obscured already. And yet Shiverbones shook his head. It is an ill omen, he called. We must turn back. Vrena thought Ice Runner was going to argue, but to her surprise, she simply began walking back the way they had come. The others made no protest either, turning without a word. Vrena was the only one who didn't. She looked at Ice Runner, confused and disappointed. But we're so close, Vrena said. Ice Runner merely shrugged and kept walking. Vrena turned, shouting at the backs of the other four hunters. We've come all this way. The clan is relying on us. As always tomorrow, shouted Rylor. We'll hunt once again, the, again once the god's anger has subsided. But the clan is starving today, shouted Vrena, walking along in the wake of the others now. It's been weeks since we've seen any sign of prey. 
Go hunt it alone, then, unscarred, snapped Holgar over his shoulder. I'll raise a cup to your noble sacrifice back at the fire. People will die if we don't make this kill, shouted Vrena. Shiverbone stopped walking and turned to look back at her. Yelish stopped as well. So the weakest among the tribe go back to the earth, Shiverbone said. That is the winter's claw way. And if all of us die, then it is the will of the gods. Vrena stared back at the others. Was it just that her pride was wounded at the, wounded at the thought of returning empty-handed? If we die in that storm, shouted Shiverbones, the clan's lost five of its best hunters. That endangers everyone. Well, four of the best plus the unscarred, said Halgar with a grin. Vrena scowled at him, waiting to punch the smirk off his face. She was not the only one irritated by Halgar's snide remark. Ice Runner walked up and slapped him in the back of his head, making him stumble to one knee in the snow with a curse. He was on his feet in an instant, hand clenched around the haft of his war axe. I've killed others for less, scout, he spat, his face red and not just from the ice and wind. Then try it, little man, said Ice Runner, staring at him unblinking. Halgar licked his lips. His gaze flicked down to the pair of long hunting blades strapped at Ice Runner's sides. She had not made any move to grab them. Not yet, at least. Shiverbones and the others stood unmoving, waiting to see how things played out. At last, Halgar relinquished his grip on his axe, thinking better of taking on the renowned hunter. He turned away, muttering to himself. Doesn't change anything, he said. Right, cousin. The leader of the hunt looked first at Halgar, then Freena, then Ice Runner. You siding with the girl, Shiverbones asked the scout. Ice Runner shrugged. I can still track it, she said, and you said it yourself. If we die in the storm, then such is the gods' will. Shiverbones furrowed his brow and gave his totems a shake before nodding. We go on, he said. They finally came upon the beast within a snow-covered stand of black rocks, and it truly was the biggest thunder horn Vrena had ever seen. Almost as long as a wolf ship from the jagged forehorn to the tip of its stubby tail. It would have put up a terrible fight, had it been alive. A colossal beast lay sprawled on its side, and the snow around it was reddened with blood. More splattered in wide arcs around the area, and the ground was churned and gouged deeply as if this had been the site of some titanic battle. The hunters approached carefully, weapons at the ready. They spread out instinctively without a word. The wind howled mournfully, scattering snow in blustering eddies. Vrena clutched her spear in both hands, moving in a low crouch. She scanned the area, searching for enemies, but the fallen thunderhorn kept drawing her gaze. It was a true monster. Its body was thick and heavy and covered in dark, ice-encased fur. The deadly horn jutting from its head was longer than the broad harpoons other clans of the tribe used to hunt mourn whales. Its mouth was open, exposing surprisingly small, chisel-like teeth, and its pink tongue protruded in a silent death bray. Its tiny eyes were wide and staring. What killed it? Vrena asked, an ice cold fear stabbing into her gut. Whatever did is likely still close, hissed Ice Runner, an arrow knocked to her bowstring. I'm probably not best pleased with someone else claiming its kill, added Halgar sourly. He too had his bow at the ready and was turning on the spot. Shiverbones approached the Thunderhorn's carcass warily to inspect its wounds. Ice Runner stared intently at the markings on the ground, eyes darting back and forth, reading them as a frost priest might read the totems. Vrena, Halgar, and Rylor fanned out, facing outward, watchful for danger. Vrena could smell the dead Thunderhorn, a heady animal musk. Wounds across its flank, Shiverbones called out, and its throat's been ripped out. This is not done by an axe or spear. Yeti? 
said Rylor. The word sent a shudder through Brina. Her main fear when coming on this hunt had been tundra wolves or running into a storm crow hunting party. She hadn't considered the possibility of encountering a yeti. They didn't range this far south, did they? Wait, said Ice Runner, kneeling and touching her gloved hand to the snow. This is... What do you see, said Brina. A yeti would have been bad, but what Ice Runner shouted was worse. Wildclaw, she bellowed. It came at them amid an explosion of snow, bursting from a drift with shocking speed. Brina saw little more than a blur of pale, pale fur and a flash of yellow eyes. She had barely begun to bring her spear around before the wild claws slammed into Rylor, sword-like claws digging deep into his body. The beast drove him twenty feet back before landing, the warrior broken beneath its weight. His flesh riven by its talons, it bit down on him and ended his life with a savage twist of its powerful neck, sending a fresh spray of red across the snow. The wild claw rounded on the other hunters, its tails lashing the snow, and let loose a terrible roar that made Verena's insides shudder. It was big, likely an alpha, larger even than the dravask ice spores ridden by the fiercest of the winter's claw. It moved with feline grace, lithe and powerful on its six legs. Ice Runner was the first to react, loosing an arrow that took the wild claw in its neck, eliciting a snarl of pain. Swiftly, the dr she drew and loosened another shaft, and again her arrow found its mark, thudding deep into the beast's flesh. When the wild claw was charging, its narrow yellow eyes locked on Ice Runner. It moved with staggering speed, covering the ground between them in two swift bounds. Another arrow, Holgars, took the giant cat in its chest, but it didn't slow. Verna shouted wordlessly and lurched forward, spear lowered, knowing she was going to be too slow. Ice Runner dropped her bow and hurled herself into her roll, desperately trying to avoid the flashing claws. She was fast, but the ears had robbed her of some of her speed. She avoided the worst of the slashing talons, but the wild claw still managed to strike a glancing blow. Claws gouged across the small of her back, slicing through her leather jerkin and deep into the flesh beneath, sending her reeling. The cat snarled and went after Ice Runner again, moving with a speed no one could hope to match. Nevertheless, it was distracted for a fraction of a second as Shiverbones launched himself at it, a war axe clasped in each hand, a war cry on his lips. It was just enough of a pause to allow Verena to close the distance. She shouted in terror and defiance as she thrust her spear into the wild claw's side, driving it deep with all her strength and weight. She felt the spear tip scrape between ribs. The giant cat screeched and spun away from Ice Runner. The power of the movement ripped Verena's spear from her hands and dragged her off balance. She fell to her knees in the snow as the wild claw alpha turned. Death stared down at her and its eyes were yellow. One massive paw easily as big as Freena's head, swatted her across the face. Blood filled her vision, and she fell. Freena didn't want to wake up. She was warm and content, wrapped under a swath of thick furs. She frowned. She heard distant shouts and the snarls of some big creature, but they were faint, coming to her from a great distance. Just a dream, she thought, numbly, and tried to go back to sleep, burrowing deeper under the furs. The sound was insistent, however, and with a sigh, she opened her eyes. She found herself staring up at a dark sky. Snow was whipping back and forth above her as if in some wild, weightless dance no mortal could truly understand. It was beautiful the way each flake spun and swirled. She felt the snow settling upon her, but it didn't feel cold. If this was a new dream, it was a good one. She heard screaming and felt a flicker of annoyance. The sound was intruding on her peace. A roar, closer again. What is that? 
She suddenly felt confused. She wasn't lying on furs. She was on the snow, yet she couldn't remember falling. She realized she couldn't see out of her right eye. Everything was darkness on that side. She reached up, thinking perhaps her hood or blanket had slipped over her face, but no, when she moved her hand away, it was covered in blood. Then the pain hit her, and the reality of her situation snapped into stark clarity with it. The last vestiges of her confusion shed away like an ice drake sloughing its skin. The shouts were from her fellow hunters, still locked in a desperate fight with the wild claw that smashed her aside and left her for dead. But she wasn't dead. Not yet. She scrambled to her knees, groaning. It felt like someone had rammed a hot poker into her right eye. Her whole face was throbbing angrily. She fought not to spill the contents of her stomach and steadied herself with one hand on the ice as her head spun. Thankfully, the wave of nausea passed swiftly. Gingerly, she touched her face again. Blood dripped onto the snow. She winced as her fingers felt the deep lacerations crossing her skin from brow to cheek. She still couldn't see out of her right eye, but she didn't dare prod at the socket. Too afraid, she'd find it empty. Verena staggered to her feet, vision wavering. She wobbled, staring toward the ferocious battle still underway. The wild claw, too, was bleeding, and arrows jutted from its body. Its tail swished angrily, and its ears were pinned back as it turned, snarling its eyes wild. Blood caked the pale fur around its gaping maw. Ice Runner and Shiverbones circled it while Halgar was down. He wasn't dead, but one of his legs was a ruin and twisted at a sickening angle beneath him. He fumbled with his bow, cursing and grimacing in pain. The body of Rylor lay in a broken heap nearby. Both Ice Runner and Shiverbones were injured, but the beast was limping too, its strength fading. The outcome of the battle remained uncertain. They were not so different, the Alpha and the Winter's Claw, Rina realized in a strange moment of clarity. Both were simply struggling to survive in this harsh, frozen landscape that was their home. The Alpha might have had a family of its own to feed, fighting desperately to keep the hunters from stealing its kill. This was the way of things, as it always had been and always would be. All life was a battle. The weak perished, the strong prevailed. Rage built within her. Rage at all the hard days her clan had suffered. Rage at her own fear, her own weakness. It warmed her, banishing the numbing cold. Her eye narrowed fixed on the wild claw. Snarling, she tore her hunting knife from its sheath at her hip and broke into a run. If today was to be the day death came for her, then she would meet it head-on, with spear and blade, fighting till the last. An arrow loosed at close range sank deep into the wild claw's thick neck. It hissed and turned on Halgar, sprawled on the ground. The tribesmen swore loudly and fumbled for another arrow. Ice Runner leapt forward, stabbing with a spear, Vrinna's spear, as the immense cat turned toward Ice Runner. Shiverbones darted in, hammering one of his axe heads into its flank. The cat swatted at Shiverbones, but the leader of the hunt rolled beneath the blow. As he did, Ice Runner struck again, ramming Vrinna's spear deep into its side. This time, the wild claw was faster to react. It caught Ice Runner heavily in the chest with one massive, crushing paw. Vrinna cried out as the old scout was hurled through the air before slamming into one of the nearby rocks with a bone-snapping impact. An arrow skidded off the cat's skull, tearing through one of its ears, and the wild claw turned to face Halgar. It stalked rapidly toward him, body low, ready to pounce. With a scream of fury, Vrina leapt from a snow-covered rock, leapt from a snow-covered rock, holding her knife high in both hands. She came down on the wild claw's shoulder and rammed the blade down hard. It sank to the hilt, and bright blood gushed. The beast screeched and bucked, trying desperately to dislodge her. Vrina clung on, holding a knife on her, 
keeping a hold on her knife with one hand while the other gripped the cat's thick burr. She tore the blade free and managed another two stabs before she was thrown aside, falling heavily to the slushy, gore-soaked snow. The wild claw roared down at her, its hot breath reeked of fetid meat. From the ground, Vrenna roared back, matching the beast's fury. Then an axe took the wild claw alpha in the back of the skull, and it finally slumped to the ground. It twitched a few times, then was still. Shiverbones looked down at Vrenna. Your face, he said. Vrenna shrugged. I'm alive. Her gaze slid over to Ice Runner, collapsed at the foot of the rocks. Shiverbones hauled Vrenna to her feet, and they staggered over to Ice Runner's side. The scout was breathing, but her chest was caved in, and blood foamed at her lips. Vrenna sank helplessly to her knees. Is it dead? Ice Runner growled. Vrenna nodded. Shiverbones landed the killing blow. Ice Runner coughed blood and smiled. Her teeth were stained red. Good, she wheezed. Would have been disappointing to die for nothing. Shiverbones appeared at Vrenna's side, supporting Halgar under one arm. Vrenna looked up at them. Shiverbones' expression was grim as she, he looked down at Ice Runner's wounds. He shook his head. Ice Runner reached out and Vrenna took the dying, dying woman's hand in both of her own. I'm sorry, Vrenna said. It's my fault. I shouldn't have made us push on. Hush yourself, Ice Runner chided. Today is a good day. Our clan will feast, and I... I will see my sons in the beyond. Yes, today is a good day. But... Started Vrena, but Ice Runner interrupted her. It was the right thing to do, she said, clutching Vrena's hands tightly. The winter's claw thing to do. It is not our way to shy from hardship and danger. The tribe needs bold leaders like you. I am no leader, said Vrena. You will be, said Ice Runner, and you are no longer unscarred. Vrenna's face was throbbing, but the blood had ceased dripping. Frozen, most likely, she thought. The worst of the storm had blown itself out, and a patch of clear night sky opened up overhead. In the darkness up there, luminescent bands of color were revealed. It was beautiful and peaceful. Perhaps the gods themselves were paying their respects to the passing of a hero. Shiverbones rattled his charms, murmuring under his breath. Ice Runner squeezed Vrenna's hands one last time. I always wanted a daughter, she said. Her grip weakened, and she let out a final ragged breath. Then she was still. The clan ate well that night. Vrenna and Shiverbones had dug Halgar a shelter, for he was unable to walk, and left him to guard the kill while the two of them had set out to make the long journey back to the tribe. The Winter's Claw tribe built no permanent structures. They were a migratory people, constantly moving and raiding, hunting a prey across the ice. And so Vrenna's clan broke camp as soon as they received word of the successful hunt. Vrena half expected to find Halgar dead upon their return and the kill gone, but all was well when they finally made it back, along with the rest of their people. Vrena's face had been bound by the clan's healer, though the healer did not say she knew she would never again see with her right eye. She sat staring into the fire, her stomach full of charred of thunderhorn meat, when Shiverbones found her. He had two horns of honey wine. The gods alone knew where he'd found it and held one out to her. Brenda nodded her thanks. You fought well today, Scar Maiden, Shiverbone said as he settled down beside her. Would you join us on the hunt tomorrow? It took Vrenna a moment for the impact of what he'd said to register. Scar Maiden, 
It had a good sound to it. It should have been a moment to save her, but she felt no stirring of pride within her. She felt nothing. The two hunters sat staring into the fire, sipping occasionally from their drinking horns. She was a mighty warrior, and the best tracker I've ever known, said Shiverbones, correctly guessing where Vrina's thoughts were. It was an honor to have her known her, and to have fought alongside her. It was, agreed Vrina. To Sigrun, Ice Runner, Shiverbones said, and the two of them drank. Ice Runner would be with her sons now, hunting and raiding across the eternal ice plains of the beyond. It gave Rena comfort to know that one day she would join them. We may die tomorrow, but today we survived, said Shiverbones. Today the clan eats. That is good enough for me. Vrina nodded slowly, finally realizing the simple truth in those words. This was what it was to be Winter's Claw. Every day was a fight for survival, and while every new dawn was one to be thankful for, it didn't matter if she joined Ice Runner and her sons in their eternal hunt tomorrow or twenty winters hence. All that mattered was right now, in this moment, her clan lived. And tomorrow the fight for survival would begin again. A deep sense of peace descended upon her. Finally, she understood. A good day, said Vrina, raising her drinking horn high. The end. Well, there you have it. Another another long one there. But uh, next week we will hop into our uh, characters. Uh, we've already had a bunch of characters uh, name dropped. We've had uh, Anivia, Ash, Orn, Foley Bear, Lissandra, Sejuani. All characters uh, mentioned today that will be characters that will be getting their own episodes. Uh, and... Uh, Really excited for the Orn one. Uh, he is my all-time favorite champion. And um, some of those other champions I played quite a bit too. Uh, so those will be fun. But I won't keep you any longer here. Hope you have a great week. Uh, Tuesdays will probably be my new upload day instead of Mondays. Um, if you are wondering why this came out an entire day late. And... Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, I truly do appreciate it, and I will be back next week.